At night, are you afraid to go to sleep? Do you fear what may be lurking within your room, waiting to strike when you're at your weakest state? It is an evil that cannot be seen or touched, but you swear you can feel it lurking in the shadows. In tonight's episode, we will talk about what might be watching us sleep. This activity can come in many forms and types. It can be good or evil. Its presence in the room while you sleep depends on the source of the activity. Common types of activities include poltergeist, ghost, and other spiritual entities. Poltergeists are generally thought to be the most evil type of paranormal activity, as they can cause physical disturbances, such as unexplained noises and objects moving on their own. Ghosts are often thought to be the spirits of people who have died and can manifest themselves as orbs, mist, and even full body apparitions. Finally, other spiritual entities, such as demons and angels, may also be present in a room, though these are less common than poltergeists or ghosts. What do you think? Do you believe in poltergeists? Do you believe in ghosts? What about demons or angels? What would you do? Hmm, what did you do? If something was watching you sleep at night, it is time for you to sit back, open your mind. I am about to spin you to tell of something is watching me sleep. I had a serious bout of depression when I was a senior in high school. I grew up in a very religious household, and I always felt like someone was spying on me while I was in my room sleeping. It felt like when a freak is gazing at you on the bus, and I know some religious people would claim it was God or angels watching over me. As much as I would like to believe that, I disregarded it. After all, it all started when I got a typewriter, but I'm getting ahead of myself. My strategy for preventing it from seeing me as I slept was to bury my head well beneath the covers. It took a few weeks of this for me to start wondering what it was, what was going on. So I decided to have a peek, pulled my head out from under covers one night. Its legs were up to its chest as it sat on my desk chair. It had vacant, soulless eyes. It had long, skinny arms that seemed unnaturally thin, like a dog. It cocked its head and kept gazing at me. For good reason, this had me completely creeped out. 
I crawled back beneath the covers but couldn't go to sleep. I decided to swivel the full-length mirror so it reflected my workspace. I don't know why. I felt that taking a sideways look at the problem would assist. But I did. That's where I went wrong. I could see it in the mirror every night, sitting there and staring at me. Nothing could get it to move. Nothing happened to it. It was simply just sitting there. For a considerable amount of time, I flat out refused to sit at my desk. Now, here's a key detail. I had an old typewriter sitting on my desk. As soon as I mentioned to my mother that I wanted to be a writer, my mother went to a thrift shop and bought me the typewriter. Yes, I have a computer, but something about the old typewriter put me in the mood to write. There were also two big books stored on the shelf that was fastened to the wall above my desk, a total of a little more than five pounds of weight. We will get back to that in a little bit. I was sitting at my desk typing notes of my sadness, contemplating my life. I was planning to give my mother, siblings, closest friends, all farewell letters from me. You can guess what I was planning. That typewriter is where I was typing all of these letters. I finally burned them in the garbage bin and decided not to send them out. Back to the story. I remember one night being completely wiped out following a full day of classes, marching band rehearsals, and yes, the mandatory Sunday services. Remember, I came from a religious family. About four hours earlier than normal, say around seven o'clock, I turned in for the night. I was dead tired. As soon as the lights were off, I saw it sitting on my chair. In spite of my fear, I went to bed. I drew the covers up over my head, and then the chair made a creaking sound. You know the sound old chairs make as you sit down and get up to leave. Suddenly, my breath got caught in my throat. I drew the covers up even tighter over my head, thinking that I might be able to hide. The sound of approaching feet reached my ears. I stayed perfectly still, completely chilled. I laid there. Then, I felt a finger softly make its way down my spine. There was a distinct pressure that ran down my whole spine, yet it didn't sting or burn. After penetrating my lower back, it halted, and then reversed course, heading back up my spine. At that time, I was a total mess and could hardly hold back the tears. It was terrifying. Around the third time, it went down my spine and back up. 
I reached over and grabbed my phone, switching on the flashlight. Nothing, nothing in my room. I saw it perched on my chair again the following night while I was lying in bed. Again, I slid myself under the covers and bundled myself in them. Suddenly, there was a loud cracking noise and the shelf above my desk came crashing down, bringing pieces of drywall and wood along with it. It landed squarely on the kite rider, making it no longer usable. Due to the condition of the kite rider, we recycled it in hopes that its components would be put to good use. The creature disappeared after that. That led me to believe that the kite rider was somehow haunted or maybe possessed. About 10 years had passed since I was in high school. I am no longer a child. I am now married. My husband and I have been married for a few years and we reside in a modest studio apartment. There's little over a hundred square feet of space. It's a small apartment. My husband travels a lot for work and it has been a possum. One week since we moved into this apartment and he had to depart for a business trip. This is his first trip since moving into the apartment and the first time that I've slept in our bed without him. There is a mirror in our bedroom that reflects both the bed and our desk. The lights were off and I was attempting to get some sleep. My cat curled up on top of my head in a typical feline position. When I turned my head to the side, I could make out a little object in the mirror's reflection. My first reaction was that my eyes were deceiving me. I shifted the cap and gave myself a good stare into the mirror. Something was perched on the back of my chair, but it was too far for me to identify. 